Christ. Blessed are you, Red and I, our God, King of the universe, who has sanctified us with his commandments and has commanded us regarding the washing of hands. I think that's the wrong one. <laughs> Blessed are you, Red and I, our God, King of the universe, who has sanctified us with his commandments and has commanded us to engross ourselves in the words of Torah. Please, and I, our God, sweeten the words of your Torah in our mouth and in the mouth of your people, the house of Israel. May we and our offspring and the offspring of your people, the house of Israel, all of us, know your name and study your Torah for its own sake. Blessed are you, Adonai, who teaches Torah to his people Israel. Blessed are you, Adonai, our God, King of the universe, who selected us from all the nations and gave us his Torah. Blessed are you, Adonai, giver of the Torah. Amen. Okay, a couple of announcements very quickly. First off, you smell the paint. We removed the uh, popcorn from the kitchen, put up a new light, got it painted, and uh, I'm thrilled. It's, uh, you know, it, just, it looks fabulous. So, um, we're going to close the doors and just kind of breathe the paint fumes and see if we come up with any other halakhic rulings while we're here. Uh, but we'll do that when we're done. That's right. <laughs> Glue is in the back room, paint is in the front room. It should be a great time. Um, for those of you listening, that's a joke. That was a joke, yes. You should be, uh, should be seeing the smile. Uh, look so that nice. way and wave to David McDonald and all the other men at uh, Torah North. Hello. And then, uh, of course, we have uh, Bill Lensmeyer and his two sons and his lovely bride in Wisconsin with a granddaughter. Hello, Bill. And then finally, of course, Tom who was with us for the Pesach, uh, Tom Brown, and uh, all of the Eti, and all the other folks down there at Torah, Grand Strand, Bella Torah. So they're there. God bless you. Uh, Nehemiah Hopkins. Do we love Nehemiah? Amen. 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 Uh, Nehemiah pulled a muscle in his back today at work and is uh, in bed not feeling well. I've encouraged him to watch online, but he would have to do something to be able to get the message that said to do that, so he'll probably be listening to this later on. So, hello, Nehemiah. We miss you. That's right. Okay. Is it, are those notes, you ready to go? I'm taking notes. Taking notes. I thought you were going to give notes. Okay. So, uh, how many of you read my Menotora post? How many didn't? Three. Okay. So, do you want to go to a private room and, and yeah. <laughs> I would yeah. like to right. so, somehow never get these posts you don't get the posts but did you, uh, did, you did you yeah, subscribe I, I am subscribed you email email usually puts things in is that a plum pilot the updates it, folder is, is, is that an android Colby is that an android is it is it flawless? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think you should answer the question. I did. <laughs> if you'd like to read that post, it is available here. Yeah, on the Apple device. On the Apple device, yeah. Do you read out loud for everyone on the camera who may not read it? Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. Okay, so uh, basically what we're going to do today is kick off a, um, a multi-class series um, that I hope several of you will... Uh, assist in preparing, uh, but in order to do so, we wanna we wanna come up with the list of questions, the list of comments, the list of gripes, the list of hassles, the list of um, questions, etc. That we have. Are you done reading that? You're done. Can we move that on? Give that to uh, give that to someone who should have known better and read it before you got here. Here's a little bigger here. Do you want to read it? On the yeah, it's like here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, 
So what I'm going to try and do tonight is field your questions about Messiah Yeshua. If you think that he is not the Messiah, there's you know there's not going to be any retribution. Um, if uh, if you believe that there's questions in the scriptures as I do, then um, that's fine. Let's bring them up. Let's hash those out. As I said in my post, I am not afraid to review this topic. I'm not afraid to look at the scriptures because I think the scriptures and the historical record are clear. But we started this class five, six, whatever years ago, and the whole idea here was that we wanted to know the truth more than we wanted to be right. Being right is not what we're about. Knowing the truth is what we're about. So let's figure out what the truth is, and let's look at those things that are somewhat potentially troubling. And I think part of the problem is, especially with you young men, this, you know, two of us older men here that can say this, um, is that oftentimes as you, uh, as you study new material from new perspectives, uh, some of the Mickey Mouse we learned in the church doesn't get addressed. And maybe there's not, there's a better answer than, than perhaps you've heard. And, uh, and normally there's no, there's no venue, there's no forum to ask the questions. I don't, I don't think Jesus is the Messiah. And everybody thinks he's a pagan, going to burn in hell, and I can't believe we let him in the house. We, we need to get him out here as soon as we can. That's not where we're coming from. We want to be able to say, hey, I've got questions, so over the next couple of weeks, let's get some answers. So who wants to give me the first point that we're going to study? Jonathan, give me the first point. So can he be Messiah if he hasn't done everything Messiah's supposed to be? Can he... I hope you'll bear with me if I capitalize references to Yeshua because at this point in time, I still believe he is the Messiah and I believe he's divine. The politically correct font was just as, everything is okay. That's right, that's right. As, uh, as my friend would say, that's my current view, you know. And can he be called? Why would we put the word called there? Because it's synonymous with Messiah. Really? If he, say again, uh, hasn't doesn't hasn't, the hasn't done at the bottom? Anything. everything, everything. Anything. Yeah. yet anything. and this is a great question it's a great question That's the one especially if you're looking at Messiah as as Judaism does by and large as coming period not coming once coming second we've got a 3B and a 4A coming up soon you know coming and doing these works. That's a great question. That's a great question. Give me another one. What, what is Messiah supposed to do? What is Messiah supposed to do? A great question that we should probably presuppose the previous <laughs> question with. So we'll, we'll change well, this order when we, when we present what this. Messiah is, because it's a Jewish term. Well, hey, there could be a second one. Hang on one second. I got he didn't you. Didn't raise his hand. Throw what? Out. <laughs> Come on. You know, that'll cause you to lose your place in the world to come. Yeah. <laughs> what is? I'm almost certain there's a bag of rocks out there that we can. <laughs> Thirty-nine ashes. You do. You know that's a great question. Who asked that question? Joshua. That's a that's a great question. And would you not say that um, 
again, no ding, but in the visible expression of the church, I, I really think they would have a, a tough time coming up with a list. Well, I think, to be honest, he's supposed you, to save his people from their sins. Boom. Right. I think that. I think that. Well, I guess the reason why I asked the question is because mm. my understanding is is um, the Christian understanding is pretty in depth. There's a whole list of things which all match up with Yeshua. But then I don't. Well, they made the list backwards, right? Well, that would be an argument against that. Right. This is what Jesus so, did. Therefore, this is what Messiah should one, do. One one question that I would definitely want to have would be like a, a more detailed look at what Judaism thinks Messiah will do, because I get the basics. Yeah. He's supposed to come, bring peace to the earth. You know, whatever. Rebuild the temple. Right. Well, or is he gathers down, people? You know, yeah. But I mean, like high level stuff. Sure. But what on a more detailed level? What does that look like, and yeah. how does he do it? Good. Excellent. Yes. Now, sir. Yes. So, two questions. Um, oh, wait. There's a question and a follow-up? Well, my original question, which was said with hand unraised. Yes. Was, <laughs> was, was what is, what is Messiah? Where does this term Messiah come from? Okay. Um, and who, is, who has the right to define it? Yeah. For example, Jews would say, how do we know what circumcision is? Because Jews said what circumcision is. Next question. Good. Yeah. I my think my real question yeah. is what authority... And, and uh, if I could, just real quick, for those uh, listening in Gastonia, the, the concept of an anointed one and a, a Christos was made up by Paul. There was no such thing as an individual who was anointed. It just, there was nothing like that. So everything he wrote was completely out of context and had to be taught what does the Christos do? They didn't even know what, what he was talking about. My other question was, what authority do we submit to? Is there an authority to, above us? To what authority should we submit? Yeah. In relation Let's to see. defining Messiah? Your general life, like religious life. Okay. Why, why would that be pertinent here? Well, because you have to figure out which text you're going to answer these questions from. From which okay. you'll answer these questions. Well, I guess it's it's even more than that, right? I think it comes down to if the Shulchan Aruch is the code of Jewish law, and the sages have spoken, and we're done there, and I am unburdened. And I think Taylor brought this up several months ago. I said, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you define your halakha? There's 39 different answers, and he was the only guy that had the guts to stand up and say, Shulchan Aruch, I'm done. He's free. He doesn't have to figure it out. Well, is, is flipping this light on and off on Shabbat problematic? He doesn't have to deal with that. I have to deal with that if I don't take the Shulchan Aruch as authoritative, because now I've got to figure it out. So now I'm the authority. I have a problem with that. That doesn't mean... That I've got my act together, and I am doing it right. But I get exactly where Taylor's coming from and appreciate the freedom it provides. Now, this man is asking this question because if the sages have already laid out what the deal is, and they are the authority, then there should be fewer questions than we could perhaps come up with. I find it interesting that the apostolic scriptures give the authority to the sages. 
And yet those who receive that authority undermine the apostolic scriptures from which they receive that authority. Who is next? You were next? Where does Messiah come from? From where does Messiah come from? <laughs> what is it with the dangling participles? <laughs> Gee, you would. I, I apologize. I had no idea. Honestly, I'm yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know. um, From where? Or whence? Or from the... Whence cometh whence Messiah? Whence cometh Messiah? Whence cometh Messiah? Whence cometh Messiah? That has a good question. Just, just don't speak to A good question, Val has it. That's what I'm going to do. Yoda. That's Yoda. Right. <laughs> right. By the way. Zeke Messiah, you do. Zeke Messiah, you do. Right? Nice, you come to. All right. Come on. I have a question. Save you a cat. Is there truth out? Well. Um, Careful, you don't want to let everybody know where you're coming from. The, uh, is there, my, my start, let me think out loud for a second. Is there truth outside of Judaism? That's, that would be where I would start from. So I would ask, um, like... Can I rephrase that for you? I'd say, truth, is there truth outside the scriptures? I would say The Judaism. Jewish scriptures? I would say Judaism. Judaism. That would include like their whole, the whole corporate religion of Judaism. But I would only acknowledge which Judaism. I would only Orthodox Judaism, like defined by like an RCA or something like that. Should be like because they wouldn't acknowledge Reform Judaism as a valid form. Of Judaism. So what if somebody doesn't acknowledge RCA? Well, that then. I mean, what if, there's I would, a, what if there's another Orthodox body that doesn't acknowledge? I wouldn't Judaism. include them. I would only include like a pretty big mainstream of Orthodox Judaism. Does that work? Sure. Yeah. Okay, good. Brock? But it, did we get you already? Yes. It seems so so small and wimpy. Well, we'll Was there more? When we oh, it's coming. There's more yeah, coming. Okay. Coming to us. Um, <laughs> how many of you met Kyle? Hey, Kyle. How hey, many, Kyle. Of, how many oh, of everybody's here? Oh, okay. Um, the newcomers Is Yeshua worthy of our worship? I I would say there's a whole song about that that when we're all said and done I can only hope that the answer will be obvious <laughs> nice good question Kyle thank you I heard that Gregor what are the repercussions of belief versus disbelief in, in Messiah specifically. Yeah, that's a good question. Belief in, in Messiah or belief in Messiah Yeshua? Ooh. In, in, in what? In Yeshua? Yeah, in Yeshua. Okay. In Yeshua. Specifically. Really? What are the repercussions of belief, of belief and unbelief of Yeshua? And then a corollary would be what are repercussions of belief and unbelief of Messiah in Judaism? Right. Or as Yeshua that as one, Messiah. That one is more defined by Rambam, obviously, in the 13 principles. But like it gets blurry when you start trying to determine like what... What, it, what does that really mean? It's not blurry in Judaism, but in Christianity, there's a there's a definite. Well, well, I mentioned that in my post, right? Still reading it. 
Let's give Kobe a clone. I now he's never going to get Oh, you're not done? Okay. So, yeah, in my, uh, in my post, I tried to make it clear that there... It's rough time, rough night. First night uh, at the men's group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you remember my first night, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's not holding Apple products. <laughs> so there... Uh, so there... There, there appears to be a, a very, a, a, a very different tenor in the apostolic scriptures, and uh, in the, as you read the Tanakh, I, I'm going to paraphrase my own belief here that perhaps you're filled with hope that God will send His Messiah, and He will set up His kingdom, and yet in the apostolic scriptures, this hope of a coming Messiah seems to be replaced with this is the guy, and oh by the way if you don't believe that this guy is the guy then you now have lost your place in the world to come. And that seems somewhat different than the rest of the Tanakh. So what was the question that we were, what was the it was Greg's question. I, what is? I just asked, uh, what are the repercussions of belief in Yeshua versus disbelief in Yeshua specifically? I think that's a fantastic question, actually. Absolutely. Yeah, it it really cuts yeah. through a lot. Yeah. Your question, are you talking about the existence of a person, Yeshua, or uh, Yeshua yeah. as Messiah? As Messiah. <laughs> All right. Because, yeah, it wouldn't make any difference. Exactly. What are the repercussions of Greg's question? Because there seems to be more than just one, yes? Yes. Okay. There's a lot of material. Uh, what is salvation and is Messiah part a of the source of salvation? Hmm. We only have totally another side. We can just another side. You can also No, hang on one second, or I'll get confused. Just hold okay, the question. Yeah. What is salvation, <laughs> and what does Yeshua have to do with it? And no, and, and, and not Yeshua specifically, but just is Messiah. And how is um, a, the source of self of, of self. Messiah relevant? Source that's fine. That's, that's fine. Relevant. Related. Therein. <laughs> Pertinent. Pertinent, yes. Okay, we're good there on this side. 
one of the questions you had in your post, which was really good, was what does it mean to know know you should? Yeah, yeah. Um, it is important for me now, just as an honest man, uh, to go ahead and give credit to my good friend David McDonald, who's right behind that blue light over there, because uh, many of the questions that I posted uh, were actually from David, and uh, he's, uh, he's on board here and uh, is probably going to be co-teaching several of these classes. Um, we just need to get him down here in order to do so. Thank you very much. Oh, servant leadership here, bro. That's what it is, bro. That's what it is. Loud still. That's what I'm talking about. Here he did. <laughs> okay, so that question that you jumped ahead of Isaac for was... Oh, it I don't remember. It was from your uh, from your post. You said, "What does it mean to know?" Quotes Yeshua. What does it mean to know Yeshua? Yes, sir. Must we be able to prove that Yeshua is Mashiach? And I preface that, and maybe you could rephrase that for me, but I preface that with the idea that um, you can't really prove that Adonai is the God. So if we're trying to prove the Mashiach, then do we have to prove without a shadow of a doubt that the Mashiach, we believe, is the Messiah? Let me see if I understand where you're coming from. Um, I read somewhere that you, you don't know from where the wind comes. Right. But you know that, yeah, okay. Well, at the core of it, it sounds like that question is, um, does Yeshua's is Yeshua's identity a big deal? Or is it just a word for Mashiach? Um, would you rather say Yeshua's identity, Mas or would Mashiach. you rather say Mashiach's identity, yeah. right? Because that's really, I think, you know, you and I were having a conversation the other day, if we're if we're waiting for and hastening the coming of the Mashiach, the the Jewish Messiah, is that good enough? Which, by the way, is a question that I'd like you to memorize so I can write it down in a few moments. Okay. But and that leads to good enough for what? Which ties into I think back to this reference question. Mm -hmm. And Greg's, it's the Greg's jointly. <laughs> It's a good question, Isaac. Thank you. What was that question? Is it good enough that we pray to hasten the coming of the Jewish Mashiach? I think what that was is, it, right? It basically, does this identity, <laughs> does this identity <laughs> matter? Let's all the code have to copy and paste. Yes. Are the apostolic scriptures reliable? Mm -hmm. and, a, and a corollary to that would be are the other rabbinic works reliable? Be it Talmud, Mish, Midrash, Mishnah, whatever. I'll be posting these on Mother Torah, so if you don't want to have to take them down, uh, it'll be great because I'll take a picture of both sides of me and I'll round up.
Uh, and the corollary to that Is historically reliable good enough? If the apostolic scriptures are historically reliable, that is, I got you. What they say people said, they did in fact say. What it says people did, they in fact did do. Is that good enough to draw conclusions? Or do we need the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, magic incense, and all kinds of cool other goodness to come with it? I think this is a legitimate question. Yes. Do you think to get a better idea of the questions, we could go through them and like talk about them, so that way we'll know when we're trying to figure out these questions what exactly the asker of the question meant? Hold that thought. I like the idea. I yes. Have, I have one more. Um, I got you. Uh, what emphasis, or how much emphasis, should we place upon Messiah? Hmm. Hmm. I think that's very important. I was going to actually do like a sub-point to that and say what do we do or what do we need to do if Yeshua is the Messiah? Or, or if he's not. Just to give the question. Or even just on, on based on the identity of the Messiah. Regardless of who it is, what, what do you do in light of that? Is there anything to do? Not by works. Not by much you actually quote in the Apostolic Scriptures? Ephesians As a rebuttal. I don't know the words. Ephesians 2. You're Ephesians 2. So my question is just, what do we do in light of the identity of Messiah? Like, if we know who he is, does that change what we do? How should the identity of Messiah, the revealed identity of Messiah, does it affect us horizontally? Yeah, well, yeah, just in general. Like, like um... Obviously, like how do I? talking about the sinner's praying? It could be anything. Uh-huh. I'm just saying, like, has affect every that's my question. Ounce it's of like, like you, you know, do, we, do we feel like the obligation then to memorize all so the words? Really do we feel the obligation? No, I got, I'm doing this for you. God bless you. Thank you. My, how many servants? Righteousness. Loud too. Should the identity of Messiah affect what we do? Does lead us to action? Something like that, yeah. If you want to lead the light board, sit behind it.
might be like a subset of some of these, but uh, how do we reconcile the in both in both writings, apostolic scriptures and rabbinic writings, they are at odds with one another. How do we reconcile the obvious differences between both texts? You mean where they're at odds with the, each other? Because I'm sure they're not at odds at all. Points. Right, yeah. But not in this. <coughs> they agree. Amos. I would count it. Let's say the conclusion is like <laughs> the some of us are at where we read rabbinic and we also yeah. read apostolic. Between the pick over the other. And over the morning. Yes, John. What would define a false messiah? Would we not determine that? It's a converse of what yeah, it, the well, real messiah. It, I think it's important, though, because... okay. What's the, a disqualifier? Yeah, what, what are the disqualifiers? Because there were you know, a number of prophets who thought that Hezekiah was the messiah. There are people... There's a whole branch of Judaism who thought that the Lubavitcher Rebbe was the Messiah. There's, there's a whole, so so there's so there are so there are somewhere there are defining criteria, it, albeit in different time periods, that I think should also be considered. Well, wouldn't that be covered under the question of who? Again, what everyone find? doesn't want to write your question because there's no more space on the board. Oh, <laughs> I'm happy to write your question if it's not been covered in another question, but I think it was in its inverse. But I'm, I'm happy to write it down. Is it, is being an Orthodox Jew and a believer in Yeshua as Messiah, are those mutually exclusive? Is it possible to be an Orthodox Jew while. Okay, so. Um, if That's I just have, a subset of the question is Yeshua the Messiah, though. Yeah, if I have living examples of Orthodox Jews in Israel that are currently being persecuted by other Jews, spit on and so forth, in absolutely public videos, because they're believers in, Messiah, in Yeshua as the Messiah, do I need to write that question down if we know that there's already... But there's also, but there's also Orthodox Jews... Who deny Yeshua. Well, but no, there's Orthodox Jews who are not being persecuted who are also believers in Yeshua. While that is true, the ones that are on on record and video as being Orthodox Jews who believe in the Shulchan Aruch and are absolutely chassid in every way, who believe in Messiah Yeshua, I don't know that it's necessary to ask if they can do that because we already know examples of those who are. Does everybody agree with that or do I need to write it down? We probably need a video reference. I'm sorry? Yeah, we've actually watched the video yeah. in this class before, but I could do it again, no problem. Is everybody clear, or do we need to write it down, or is that an argument, or what? I want to see the video. Okay, yeah. So we have, we have video evidence on the news of Orthodox Jews on their way to uh, shul, and they're being spit on by other Orthodox Jews and persecuted because they believe 
Yeshua is the Messiah. I mean, is that? I knew a guy who lived in Nazarene uh, who was Messianic. Okay, so do we do we need to write that one down, or is everybody good with that one? We'll watch the video. Yep. Yep. Good. Watch the video. Well, I was trying to so you can read it, right? He thinks it's Jewish customs. Uh, it's the red letter questions. Jonathan took my first question. Did, but did he take it if he sent it first? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a valid, that's a valid question. It should be I think it should go on the board. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but does it need to be asked? Did he take it for both of the same question? <laughs> At which point does the leg touch intellectual Tell property? Tell me that he's just as <laughs> 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 Prove that in the court of law. Yeah, it's like there's the answer. Like 
Wait, what? Can answer, can you answer that as well? What's the question? Is it in the rock zone? The old one and the younger? What's the question? Uh, it's your days. Uh, the seven. Yeah, that's seven. seven. I think it's Daniel's yeah. seven. I know, it's a, I know it's a prime number. Help me. <laughs> what are we looking for? The old and the young. Daniel 7. Yeah. <clears throat> that is prime. For whom? Outstanding. Does the bells toll? Does, <laughs> does, <laughs> um, who, for whom is Messiah supposed to come for? Heather. Come uh, for, for whom, whom is Messiah <laughs> to come? To come. With yes. that comes That's Messiah. That's it. Right there. Unto thou is. Is. I appreciate your question. I'm just trying to understand how. I guess I'm trying to contrast. <laughs> so, what Judaism believes and what Christianity believes. So, Christianity is like, you know, she, uh, Jesus comes for the whole world. Really? Some really? Branches, Some know, branches of Christianity would say he died for the okay. whole world. Other branches would say whole. Well, whole, like whole really <laughs> doesn't mean whole, does it? And that's my question. Like, for, for whom do we believe? Like, Mormon, just, we have all these different. ask a question that we should spend time wondering what Christianity thinks. No, no, not, Christ, not, not just Christianity. Also, uh, Judaism. I want to talk Is there anyone here, including you, that believes that Messiah does not save all of his people? Calvinism all the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. Six points. But I thought the whole point was to get asked questions in. I agree. But I, I, I want to I focus on those that are germane to uh, so this many, topic. So, so I'm... I'm with you, but okay. I think we're all I think we're all so already in agreement there that we're okay. Right, yeah, but that's good. Thank you for bringing it up. Let's think it. Uh, the questions for those in the uh, peanut gallery that I wrote: uh, Isn't there scriptural evidence of multiple messiahs? Uh, why does Judaism teach of Messiah ben Joseph and Messiah ben David? What does Daniel seven have to do with Messiah, and is there scriptural evidence for the righteous atoning for the wicked? I would just tell you, gentlemen, that it is my personal belief, and I'm never going to hide those from you or cloud them in any way. You should know exactly what I believe. I do believe that the righteous, the acts of the righteous, even the death of the righteous, atone for the wicked. I do believe that. All righteous people? I believe that the death and or the acts of the righteous can atone for the wicked, and it is not up to the righteous man. It is up to God. But I do believe that, and I don't believe that I can find it easily in the scriptures, but it is taught very, very strongly in the rabbinic writings, specifically the Midrash and the Talmud, without question, in my mind. And I believe that with all my heart. Good. To share. To share. Anything else? 
about Messiah, about Yeshua, about anything. We've got, I think we've got a great cross-section of questions. And my plan is to take these questions and put them into a logical grouping and then come up with our first of perhaps three classes that will deal with these issues from both a rabbinic and a scriptural perspective. And, uh, and I am open to anyone who may want to uh, bring evidence, argument, teaching, or whatever. And if you teach, I'd much rather not teach, uh, but um, more than willing to, and, and hope that Greg will um, provide uh, some teaching and wisdom there as well. Any other comments or questions about this? Is anyone confused as to why we're going through this? Could we, um, could we talk about the questions? Absolutely. Sweet. I have erased one third of them. <laughs> but uh, Brock has a name to memory. Yes. Yeah, Brock has as them. well as Greg's. Pattern. But he had to translate them to German well, I, I in order to, to memorize. Them. No, I have to memorize them in order to retain them. Yeah. they're in your memory castle. Transcribe them on a digital. Go into your memory castle and get them out of the basement. Does it work like that? <laughs> they're over in the far corner, next to the troll. How do you so, know? Uh, everyone has a photographic <laughs> memory, but not everyone has film. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And that bombshell we can end the class. That wasn't a bombshell. So, it's in your subconscious. It's interesting. The, uh, it's interesting what the. Group responses, isn't it? Actually, I have one more question. I'm so sorry. Please. Um, what's the difference between Yeshua and Elisha? Elijah. 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 Elisha. Elijah. Which could be for us. Gotcha. But we do know it is ho ho ba ho ho ba. Ho ho. You've never heard of this? No. After yes. It has to do with Michelle. He's the anointed. on the board is um, and it's it's very related as soon as you hear the question and you think about it for a second what if we're going to pray in the merit of the game make sure I say this right um Okay. Um, um, it just kind of went poof. 
Is there a question anywhere in our future? Messiah <laughs> <laughs> may come back. What qualifies a Zadokim to pray in his name? Say that again. And what qualifies a Zadokim to pray in his name? Yes, but then if if you hold that Messiah is Yeshua, why then would you pray in the name of any other Zadik? So, kind of. What's your question? Does Yeshua's Zadik ship Trump overcloud all of the Zadikim, or can there even be another Zadik? Hmm. Kind of. I don't want it to be so. I, I want it to be more neutral than that, though. I don't want it. I don't want it to be so. How many Zadikim are there? <laughs> no. It wants it to be more granola. On the top. Yeah. Let me let me work on that, and I'll. Yeah. Careful that we are running out of space. I noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed we can erase. There's only room for one. We can erase. We can. We can rebuild it. But we won't. We have to. <laughs> Why pray in the merit of another if you have a tzaddik? Well, because it really doesn't tzaddik. matter whether it's Yeshua or not. Is that the name of if the you mother? believe that uh, the Lubavitcher Rebbe is the Messiah and you pray in his merit, would you consider praying in the merit of another tzaddik? There have been many. Well, that's a big presupposition. That there's been many tzaddikim? Yeah. Really? A lot of people don't believe that. Really? Is there anybody here who doesn't believe that there have been many righteous men? But we're well, the, the, the definition of tzaddik, I think, is, is potentially more specific. Than okay. Just well, first, let's get my question and see if we need to go further. What's your question? My question was, is there anyone here that does not believe that there have been many tzaddikim? How are you defining tzaddikim? We're going to find that out, son. Stand by. How can we possibly answer the question? You answer the question the way you think, and we'll see. Is there anybody here that believes that there have not been many tzaddikim down through, this, through the millennium? Anybody? Everybody believes that there's been tzaddikim. Is that correct? Okay. That's true. So. is a Jewish word. Define it like it's supposed to be defined. That's what I'm trying to do, but, you know, he's trying to pick a fight. So. There we go. So everybody believes that there have been righteous men. So, again, my question is, why pray in the merit of another one if you already have one that you're tagging on to? Well, Which is exactly what Orthodox Judaism does, is it not? Well, perhaps, Passivism. Perhaps you have... Okay. A, right, uh, Orthodox and different from a Hasidic worldview. So perhaps, perhaps there's a particular Zadik that... that uh, overcame a particular struggle unique to him that yeah. this other side yeah. didn't have. Yeah. So you can, like, for example, so, we, we pray in the, uh, in the merit of Abraham, the patriarchs, because yeah. that's where we're coming from. Right. But not necessarily your local rabbi or whatever. Yeah. So the question I would ask... Isn't that kind a, of like saints? Well, saint of this, saint I, of that? No. I don't think so. But I would... I mean, it, to me, it begs the question to the, to the churchgoer... Would you legitimately pray in the merit of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? 
I think most churchgoers would say, of course not. Because we don't have to argue about what a tzaddik is. Everybody agrees in some way, shape, or form. But will they, will they pray in the merit of a different tzaddik? I would argue most will not. Will a Jew, will a Hasidic Jew, will an Orthodox Jew pray in the merit of a different one? I think they do it all the time. I think it's in the prayers that we do it. Why is that different? There's a good question, I think. You have it. I did, but I uh, got it. Cause Just was, like it. Let's come on. He'll come back to me. Anything else? I think these are great questions. And why do we have these questions? We have these questions because we're walking a tightrope, right? We're walking this tightrope between Gentile Christianity, which everyone in this room has in some way, shape, or form rejected, not all out, but its practice has caused us to look for something else. We're suffering an identity crisis. Precisely. And on the other side, we see... I would say Orthodox or Hasidic Judaism as being the best thing since sliced bread. A hold of the truth. So where do we fit in as Gentiles? Some would say you have to convert. Otherwise you can't be a part of the family. Conversion is up to them. It's their club. You do what they say if you want to be a part of their club. Otherwise you can't be a part of their club. And that's a bur- that's a burden. A lot of people don't like that. It drives them nuts. I'm stuck in no man's land, and I hate it, and I don't want to be here. You've been nowhere. That's a rough answer. Yeah, that's uh, So you go from no man's land to no man's land. It's not so bad. Well, there's this thing. Rabbi Akiva says, you convert. We do not even trust you for several generations. But your offspring will be raised as part of the covenant. How did that work for the mixed multitude? Two stories there, I guess, right? We have the interpretation the sages present that every problem we had, including the golden calf, was all a stupid rabble that came out. And the Jews never make mistakes. Well, we hear a That's lot about true. we hear a lot about the mixed Junior. multitude who converted to Judaism oh, or, or attached themselves to Hashem and Hashem's people when they came out. But yeah. you hear very little about the Jews who stayed in Egypt, who stayed in Babylon. Who, Correct. You know, so it's it, it, there is a bias. That's not true. I disagree with that. You disagree that Jews stayed in? I disagree Babylon? that there's a bias against uh, Gentiles and not Jews. Jews are. Quite critical of their own people. More Absolutely, than no doubt. Absolutely, and and one of the most scathing descriptions comes from Judaism about the folks that didn't come back, and we look at the small number that returned from Babylon, from the exile. Sure. And if, if I can share just a, a kind of underlining all these questions in my own personal journey, yeah, I know that um, a lot of a, a big concept I struggled with was if I believe one hundred percent that God wants me to be a part of uh, His people, right, of the Jewish people, and, and that not only just to be a part of them, but the only way you really keep Torah is with within them, within their confines. I mean, however, 
Yeshua and my belief in him and whatever is preventing me from fully embracing that, yeah. then God's giving me two different seemingly contradictory things. One's preventing me from getting to the other. Right. Um, and, and, and I'm still, I, not as severely as I have in the past, but it's still been a, a grappling point. So I can't, I mean, first off, come on, guy, I'm just trying to do what you, what, what you tell me to do. Yeah, so me give me a break, here. yeah. Um, so, and, Would uh, you not say that it depends, certainly on what time, I got you both, on what time of history you were born in and where you were born? It would probably be a little bit easier for you to practice your orthodox faith in the land where there's other orthodox believers in Yeshua practicing their faith. But you join up with them, I suspect they wouldn't care that you started out as a Gentile. Could be. But here you are. So what are you supposed to do? There's three choices, right? You grin and bear it, and you deal with the fact that you can never be, while you're here, a part, fully, a part of the Jewish people that will never accept you fully because of your belief in Messiah Yeshua. And you deal with it. And you end up with something like Bellator. A pale, a beautiful place, but a pale expression of the beauty and the, the, the... excellent worship experience and learning and so forth and and absolutely underwater total immersion in God's word. I, I get it. Or you forsake the Messiah or who you think is the Messiah and you embrace Judaism wholeheartedly and many do that. You heard about that? As, as Bellator began, as a Messianic believer showed up, Jewish man and told of a horror story of you know a woman in their community who just visited the Chabad house a couple of times and forsook Messiah Yeshua. Now, if you don't believe that Yeshua is the Messiah, that's not a big deal. Well, <clears throat> there you go. You know, and the third option is I don't know, maybe just to say the hell with it all and go back yeah, to the church because it's that's easy. right. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Um, maybe it, maybe it's, yeah. I, I don't know, right? <laughs> so there you go. All right, so I got you because you're older than him. I do recall my question, and that is, if Yeshua is the Jewish Messiah, why doesn't, we'll use the term, general Judaism or broader Judaism, recognize him or see him or work him? It makes me wonder when very orthodox, very rabbinic taught rabbis come to the conclusion that Yeshua is the Messiah. I wonder how many godly, trained, understanding men like that need to come to the understanding that Yeshua is the Messiah before the rest of Hasidic or Jewish or Orthodox Judaism says, hmm, maybe there's something there. And all the while, believers in Messiah Yeshua who embrace a Torah lifestyle and realize how pathetic it is compared to the true expression that they can have if they were accepted in Judaism are constantly falling by the wayside. 
On the flip side, he also has to ask ask how well taught. If these are like an Orthodox Jew who is supposedly well taught, comes to the conclusion that Yeshua is Messiah, you have to ask the other side of the question is how well taught was he? If he's got smicha, I don't have to ask that question because Judaism already did. That's true. That's true. If he doesn't, though, why? What? Why? Why, why, why doesn't? Why doesn't Judaism recognize? Why doesn't Judaism recognize authority? Rabbinic ordination. Oh, so we have like a It's like a college degree that so you have to have teach in like a college language, university. Language, so you you ready? Thank you. Yeah. No. Just here for you. I imagine this will be bigger than three classes. Well, we'll see. I, uh, I suspect that uh, whoever's teaching is going to get up and start making some points, and everybody's going to sit there like a lump on a log because they don't want to share their beliefs. They want to share where they're coming from, either from fear of retribution from other people or because they're embarrassed or whatever the case might be. And I hope that's not the case, but you know, it could go on, and it could be a great discussion, and we could come to some great conclusions. But... It'll be up to the class as it always is. Yeah, that's good. That's a really good one. One thing that you said that I've kind of been thinking of myself is like if Hashem like had this plan, why would he intentionally put like a stumbling block right when you're at the finish line to get to that plan? So I, the question I, is, I, is it a stumbling block or is that the final obstacle yeah, to cross I, over? I think I'm going to need you to flesh that out a little bit more. So, if, so Jonathan said, I'm in this path and right. I get to Judaism. Yeah. And I want to continue in Judaism. Yes. But I have this belief that Yeshua is Messiah. Yeah. So therefore, I get to Judaism. I have to either turn back and go the other way towards yeah. Christianity or just stop right here right. and do our own thing. Yeah. Or, so is it starts with the presupposition that we're correct that Yeshua is Messiah. Yeah. Or it, the other side of the coin is this is the last obstacle you have to cross to get to Judaism, right. because you we've put the if we've put a barrier in front of ourselves with Orthodox Judaism that we are making ourselves cross. And maybe Hashem's like, if you really want to think like me, this is how you exit that. You have to remove so you, yourself. So you from reject. That. You reject Yeshua. You don't look at it as, as I'm rejecting Messiah. Right. You look at it as this is the. Right. I'm rejecting. I'm rejecting his Messiah to potentially yeah. to get across this finish line and join with his people, or if that's your I goal. reject a false Messiah in order to. Yeah. If that's your people. goal, like Hashem doesn't make mistakes, so sure. maybe we're supposed to be Gentiles. Sure, um, that's what Judaism well, would say. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't question at all for even a moment that you were intended to be a Gentile. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. and I don't care what you do with other men. God still made you a Gentile, and you still are a Gentile. <laughs> Even if other men call you a Jew, you're still a Gentile. I don't care what you do. So, besides, besides that, I think you raise a good point. And I think the answer is actually already been given to us. So I think that the struggle with which... Um, I hope it's my wife and not another guy. It is. Elijah. Um, the struggle with which Jonathan has... Uh, Three days late. Yeah, has expressed himself, <laughs> I think, has already been answered. Because the, the, the apostolic writings already describe what happens to Gentiles who recognize Yeshua as the Messiah and embrace Judaism. We already have the answer. They won't take you. 
And we don't read anything about, well, you know, maybe we should just reject Messiah. Maybe we should reject Yeshua. Maybe we... No. Those who were Jewish and still going to the synagogue and believed that Messiah was the, was well, Yeshua was the Messiah, which included an amazing number of Pharisees. He was buried by two of them. They were the most learned people in the scriptures in the day. If they understood what they should do, it was, we go to shul in the morning. If our community lets the Gentiles in, great. If not, we'll meet with them after the Sabbath. And at Havdalah, the entire body of Messiah got together. We need to remember that if we agree that the apostolic writings are authentic in any way, that the presupposed Messiah, Yeshua, called that generation wicked because it did not recognize him or chose to reject him. So to join with those who have been predisposed to reject him makes me question what we're doing. I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but at least that's where my head's at right now. So we'll see where we go. Other comments? Yes, sir. Is it wrong to... Is, is a new thing... Is that wrong? What do you mean? Well, I mean, so... Are you banking on the Deuteronomy 12, 13 thing where we can't have anything new added to the Torah? No. No, no, no that's okay. not what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm saying... So some of the comments have been, you know... You either you know, deny Yeshua and join Orthodox Judaism, yeah. or you go back to the church, or you stay where we're at and do our own thing or a new thing. Okay. So the question is, is that option, is that wrong? Is the the last wrong? one? Is there something wrong with a new thing slash, you know, whatever you want to do? Our actions for the past couple of years would suggest no. <laughs> there isn't anything wrong with that. That's exactly where we've been. I think my son, who's not here, would say that that's not a valid argument. Sorry, what was the question? <laughs> I can listen. Look at this guy. Oh, dad. Oh, dad's dad's oh, time oh, here. Oh, Just kicking, chilling like villains. Chilling <laughs> yeah, like so villains. Uh, Greg's point was, is there something wrong with a new thing? For example, Bellatora. That we just, you know, do the best we can to express our faith in Judaism without being able to meet and greet and worship with his own people, uh, we'll do the best we can. And Greg said, um, well, the experience we've had over the past five years leads us to believe that it is a good thing. And I said, if my son were here, he would say that's a valid argument. We can't use historical uh, evidence that it was good to demonstrate that it was God's will. You just sit down, bro. Not your head slightly. Interesting. I could go both ways and answer that question too. Yeah. Which question? This question that or what one. I was saying? Well, that, that one right there. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I think when so it too. comes up, it's, it's too generic. Like, yeah. Well, but when it comes up, it's usually the, con- the underlying connotation is usually that that's a bad thing. And I'm just saying, I'm just questioning, is it? Is it a bad thing? Right. right. So maybe it is. Like a resolution not. mindset. Progressive yeah, revelation. Dispensation. America. Taylor, you haven't said a thing all night, man. He's taking notes. Talk to me, brother. We just your notes, bro. Come on. 
got a lot of good questions here. You got um, any other questions that we should uh, I bring to the table? I failed to read the post. Um, so I came prepared to discuss. Yes. So I've, I don't really have any more questions. Okay. So I no just, other questions. No. But you do have some fodder with which you can that perhaps... Is not, not fodder. Yeah. <laughs> Horses eat fodder. Not their fodder. Soda. Well, they should eat their fodder. So I'll just wait until so we decide to talk about these things. Well. Okay, that was a, uh, a a shtick with uh, the two guys. No. Yeah. 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 Uh, the, the, who's on? Who's first? on first? Yeah. It's the same two guys. Yeah, who's the two guys? Abbott and Costello. Abbott is saying, yes, the horse has to eat its father. What? Yes, if he doesn't eat his father, he won't grow. You're kidding. He has to eat his father? Does he eat his mother? Of course he doesn't eat his mother. He has to eat his father. His father. And then we go back and forth. Yeah, it's just like who's on first. It's just an arboretum type joke. You gotta be... No, you, you have to be in on first. You have to have. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be Babe Ruth. I mean, come on, you know. All right. So, would you like to to do one of the one of the classes once we put the questions together to to Bree, or do you just what want to sit in the audience? Class, though, huh? is it like a teaching thing? No, 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 no. It would just um, host a discussion, facilitate, facilitate, facilitate discussion. I mean, sure. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try and. I'm gonna. I'm really. I, mean, I don't know if I can. I already have you know prepared material, of course, so I can just tell you what I've prepared, and then you can knock off the questions. You, you email me what you prepared, and then when Gregory figures out how these all fit together, I'm saying I haven't come up with anything that isn't covered covered by the extensive list of questions. So you're, you're We got it covered. I'm pretty sure you guys have covered pretty much almost everything. So. <laughs> All right, so we'll be giving out little small degrees in Theology 101. This is what I went to seminary for. Yeah, I hear you. You guys are coming in. <laughs> that's that's we're covering it all. Yeah. Although, I, I think we did miss the question of what is Messiah's middle name. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. And how tall he will be. Right. I think it begins with an H. Oh. <laughs> I understand. All right. We, we, took a, we, we took an hour it was bad. to put together a list of questions. How many we got total? About 30? Uh, probably 20, 20. There's nine fit there, so maybe 27, 27 to 30. 28, that's what I thought. I'm thinking 30. 27, You're thinking you fit more than that on... I figure I had to fill this board three times and add some more. And that's nine. 30? Probably about 24. Probably about 24, 25. All right. We need five more before we know it. Okay. All right. So, um, there was a man who had three wells. Exponentially. One question for each year. Yeah, there it is. One for each year. Okay, so here's the deal. Here's the deal. And I'm, it's not my desire to put anyone on the spot, and it's not my desire to offend anyone. So let me just say generically that the question of Messiah's, the question of Yeshua's Messiahship is extraordinarily important to many people in this room. And probably one of the questions that we might want to add is what does it mean to reject Yeshua as the Messiah? Did we write that one? Yeah, repercussion. The repercussions, thank you. Um, 
So I think on the one hand, we have folks in this room that believe that it is extraordinarily important that someone not do that. I think on the other hand, we think it's a, there are a few folks in this room that think it's extraordinarily important to be able to do what God said and to fully join with his people and not play games and act like Judaism, but be a part of Judaism. And you know what? I get it. I get both sides. But like Jonathan said, that's not a speed bump. It's a brick wall right now. How do we deal with that? Because here's the bottom line, guys. The more we study Judaism, which we get a real kick out of, and we think has great validity and great merit and great benefit to us, from Musar to Melachot to everyday life, the more we get closer to Judaism, the more these questions are going to come to bear. And those of us who get closer faster are going to come up to against these questions more realistically than the rest of us. It's just a fact. It's not a problem. It's a fact. So as a community, we need to come up with some answers. And if there's guys out there that are starting to bump into this from a Judaism perspective and don't at least have the benefit of a well poised response to some of these. I think we do them a disservice. I think we leave them hanging. I think we allow them enough rope to hang themselves. And shame on us. Because here's the, here's the two sides of the equation. No matter how you shake it, it comes down to this. If you fully believe that Messiah, Yeshua is the Messiah, you cannot allow a man to just willy-nilly reject him and start practicing Judaism without a fight. you got to fight. Otherwise, you don't demonstrate love. Because that's what the Tanakh says love is all about. We should correct and berate our brother when he does something wrong. And if you love Yeshua as the Messiah, you have to do that. The flip side of the coin... If we've been sold a bill of goods and Yeshua is not the Messiah, then we are most to be pitied. And the folks that are leaning towards Judaism and converting thereof and forsaking Yeshua are once again trailblazers. And trailblazers for us. We just need to wake up, smell the roses, and do that. Both can't be true. So as a community, we need to wrestle with this and come to an answer. And for those then who are on the other side, is it too cold? No, it's hot. Jumping jacks, ready, begin. One, two, one, two. Um, for, those of, for those who are on the other side of the stick, and, you know, they just, they're going to be forced to say, okay, well then, I love you, I mean it, but i got to go. And I get it. But I'd like us to have this discussion before we go down that path. Because if that path is right, we should all be going down that path. 
I am not afraid to argue this point. Because I want to know the truth more than I want to be right. And if this guy's the truth, then I'm ready to fight. If it's demonstrated to me that this guy's not the truth, then I'm ready to convert. I gotta tell you, I'm old, I'm gonna be one of the wimpiest Jews out there. <laughs> I can barely keep the lights on on Shabbat. Let me pray for you. Father God, this is such a such a very, very important time. And we ask for wisdom because, darn it, we just don't know. As, as Colby said, what is this speed bump? What, what, why is this here? Should we go over the speed bump and continue on and become excellent purveyors of Judaism? Or should we check at the speed bump and turn back and do the best we can in the world that you've put us in? Maybe we are the forebearers of a strong and orthodox expression of Judaism that knows Yeshua is the Messiah. I don't know. I really don't know. I'm not smart enough. I just pray for wisdom for all of us, Father. Patience, gentleness, forbearance, and a whole lot of study. Father, over the next weeks, I pray that we would use the count of the Omer to guide our steps and our time. That as you brought your people through the desert to the mountain and prepared their hearts and their lives, that you would do the same for us, that you would work in our lives and our hearts and our minds now. And then when Shavuot comes, we'll, we'll know who we are and whose we are and how we should practice our faith. I pray for each man here, for those that couldn't come, for those watching from afar. I pray for our wives and our, our children, Father, for the great community you provided for us. If it's a sham, we want to know. And we'll thank you for the wisdom and for the grace that you pour out in our lives. As we come before you, at least I do, in Yeshua's name. Amen. 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 Amen.